This is Phil Yanov with the Tech After Five podcast, where we help you, the IT professional, figure out how to advance your career or build your business. And today we're going to talk about something I think that might help you if you're in a trying time or even in a good time. I think this is something that help you at all kinds of different times. It's a thing I've done myself, and it's journaling. And I brought my friends, both Scott and Carol, here to say hi, not just that part, but then to actually talk to us about journaling. And the good news is I might be wearing the hat that says this is a great thing, and they may be the ones pulling back. I don't know. We're going to see how this works out. Hey, Scott. Hey, Phil. It's great to be here. It is good to see you. And I've got my friend, Carol Hamilton. Hello. So fun to be here on Tech After Five. Good to see you. Thank you. And you're in a new location, although you're in geographically the same spot. But This is my own little version of staying mobile during a rather quiet travel time. I just go to different parts of the house. (laughs) That's it. I've got a desk here. It's like, uh, you know, I've got the same kind of thing, except it's for my sleep. I never end up sleeping the entire night in the same bed. I start in one bed and then I move to like the couch or I move to another couch. It is possible that I might sleep in one bed and two couches over the course of one evening. I just can't finish the evening off. Um, Interesting. My wife says we need a bigger bed. I say we need fewer dogs. Um, ah, I was wondering what the impetus of that was. Yes, the this, dogs do, do play a role. <laughs> dog is... Uh, yeah. And, you know, you know, I'm old and crotchety. The dog is old and crotchety. So the dog has got its own troubles. Right. You know, you know, you thought it would, you know, the kinds of noises this dog makes in the middle of the night, you'd have thought I was the one making those noises. <laughs> no, that kind of stuff. No, it's the dog and it wakes me up. And then I end up going, ah, I'll just go sleep on the couch. All right. That is the fun that is my life at the moment. So if I seem cranky today, it's because I didn't sleep very good last night because, you know, it's just one of those things. But I am bringing my best self, which I'm going to say is about a 7.5 on the 10 point scale here. My best self is here for the Tech After Five podcast. And I want to talk about journaling. And one of the reasons is this is a thing that I do myself a lot. Uh, and sometimes it's super methodical and sometimes it's very irregular. It's just, uh, you know, write down sheets or write down notes here, that kind of thing. Um, but I think there is some utility to it. But I thought first, maybe what I'll do is just kind of take, uh, let's read the room and talk about uh, your experiences with journaling, if there's a thing. And I'm going to start with Carol, because I have heard Carol tell a little bit of this tale. And I think I see some of that tale in me. So I love shopping for journals. I, that's one of my favorite things to do. When you get a book that just feels right and you go, oh, I get to put the contents between these covers, That I am all over that. I am not as good at actually conditioning myself or uh, I'm just not as good as being consistently writing in them. So I have a number of them where the first few pages have been filled out and then it starts to get pretty, pretty, uh, slack after that. So I'm not good with consistency. I am here to listen and learn and grow my why (laughs) as to why I would do this. Because I need to get over whatever that little hump in my head is that says, "Eh, it's a great idea. Maybe I'll just go shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. I've got plenty of those books where it's, uh, oh, January 1st, January 2nd, Mm -hmm. January 3rd, February 12th, March something. (laughs) 
yeah, 2020, you know, and then we go and it's, it's a brand new year. So I know that's a thing that happens. So yeah, it can be hard. So we're going to give you some advice on that bit, particularly if that's been, if that's a thing, Scott, how about you? You journal ever some never I have dozens of completely filled in journals, uh, in my office. Uh, so journaling is something I have done and have done a lot of, it's not something I always do. Um, so I've gone through periods where I journaled every day for a couple of years. Um, and then I go through periods where I say, I'm going to start that again. And I do five days and that's it. Yeah. So, um, it just depends. Yeah. No, and I get that too, right? And so I have certainly felt that in my case too. So let's talk about some of the whys for journaling first, and then we'll come back and hit some of the techniques, right? So uh, some of this, you know, I, one of the things that inspired me to come back and talk to, this, to you, our group about this again, was uh, some notes that Ryan Holiday did in one of his recent Daily Stoic podcasts where he talked about journaling in there, and he had some great resources in there that were just some scientific journals that talked about the benefits of journaling. And uh, one of them was that um, he said, first off, according to a, a Harvard Business School study, that if you journal, you're 25% more likely to have an increase in performance. You actually might do better in what you do. I thought that was good. The other one was a Cambridge study that said that journaling was particularly useful after traumatic or stressful events. And I wanted to say that was a thing, that's a strong why for me, that I am more likely to be journaling regularly when I am stressed about a thing. My mind is trying to work through a problem and I just find it useful to write those things out, right? Uh, I thought this would be interesting from Carol's standpoint, a Stanford University study says that it actually improves your communication skills with others to have spent some of your time writing your thoughts down because you end up getting clear with yourself, which allows you to be clear with others. I thought that was very good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I really cool. like that. I like that addition a lot because I think that there's such profound clarity. Um, we've talked a lot with people who have to deliver d- difficult news to do things like this, where you first have that conversation on paper, not, not in an email where you could accidentally hit send, but somewhere where you can just get your thoughts organized. And I could, I love the idea of applying this to the trauma that is life today, just as we're watching jobs changes and house changes and working. I mean, so much has changed. I think it would be amazing to be able to sit down and just vent on paper without And again, I think an important piece of that is to remind everybody, if you're journaling, you're not talking about proper English and grammar and all those things. You're just letting it free of consciousness. That's what you're talking about, right? Just yeah, th- Well, what, what in, in journaling, I think for this to have its best benefit for you, this is a thing that you are doing for yourself. You are not writing to an audience, right? This is you, and there are a bunch of ways to do it, but I think the thing that is most important is just to say, this, I am not writing this so I can turn it into a book one day. You know, I, it would be great, you know, Marcus Aurelius, uh, Epictetus, uh, and Frank. Um, but, you know, there are people whose journals have gotten turned into books, and but that isn't really the goal of this, right? And I think that, by the way, that is, in fact, the way that journaling can kind of get off the rails if you begin to think of, I am writing this specifically for my kids. It's one thing if you're writing a difficult thing and then later your kids get to discover it, preferably after you're dead, because I mean, then what? 
Um, but you know, but the point is that you're not really writing it for an audience. You're writing it for yourself to clear your head. You know, uh, uh, Tim Ferriss says that he gets it, and I, I'm going to paraphrasing this, but he says that he writes to um, free his monkey mind, or you know, to get his monkey out of the cage, mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? But the idea is we're kind of rolling around, and I think that's the thing that gives us that bit of clarity is that you can say, um, okay, let me just get my thoughts, the 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 messy thoughts, you know, and, and some people journal, journal at the beginning of the day, some journal at the end of the day, some do both. And there, I think there are good reasons to do both. Um, but they, but the idea is to clear your head. So then you can go on about the rest of the things you were trying to get done. Let me just get the random thoughts, the thing I'm afraid I'm going to forget. You know how your brain gets into loops and stuff at the beginning of the day because you're afraid, oh my gosh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. And you, you're just not getting those thoughts out anywhere someday. And so this is a chance to do it. Um, oh my gosh, I've forgotten the woman's name. Cameron, the the three sheets a day woman. We've done this kind of journaling as well. Um, I bought the book. Uh, good grief. I could be more helpful than I am. But the, the idea is to just write down three sheets just as fast as you can in the morning. And you put those pages in an envelope never to be considered again, right? Oh, ah, really? Yeah. Okay. So her journaling is like, it doesn't go into a book. It is a thing that you go, I'm trying to think I can find the med- find the note from who this was. Oh gosh, I'll, I'll get, I'll find it and give it back to Jesse and we'll stick it in here as a, as a title. But anyway, it, there, there is a, uh, there's a whole technique of just daily journaling. And we, I've worked through a group with this before. And it's just like every day you just write down three pages, three, you know, like loose leaf pages and stuff them in a notebook. And then you just or stuff them in an envelope never to be considered again. Is that what you were doing, Scott? Were you, were you journaling in those full books you have? Were you doing that kind of just random thoughts? Here we go. Done it different ways. I've never been, you know, often when I start, I'll have a, a formula that I either made up or got from somebody. And it might be, you know, what good did you do yesterday? What good are you going to do today? You know, whatever. Right. There's lots and lots and lots of those. I never really stick to those very often. It does tend to get to just more. Here's what I think. Um, I'm writing to myself. And just the amazing thing for me, and I, when I've been successful at journaling for long periods of time, have been at two different, points, types of points in my life. When I'm going through really, really bad stuff, business is failing or getting a divorce or whatever, or you are, when I was considering starting a new business or something big new that had wide open possibilities. And in both of those, I think it goes to what Phil said, you're trying to work through something in your head, trying to get your head around something, either how to, you know, rescue things that are going south or rebuild after it goes south or how to start something new, which can really be two sides of the same hill. Um, But those are the times when I have been able to be successful because those are the times when my brain is just out of control and the journaling really helps. And what I have found is amazing about journaling that way is I will have a problem or something I'm thinking about that I don't know the answer to. And as I write, the answer comes out. Mm. 
in a way that it doesn't come out if I just think about it. And I don't know why it works. I think um, a lot of fiction authors talk about how they don't know what's going to happen in their book. Their characters tell them as they write. And it's that sort of thing. And it's almost magic the way it works. But you start writing about it and you just start with, sometimes you just start with the problem. I'm really worried about this. Here's why I'm worried about it. Here's what I think could go wrong. And then you, it just turns into, but what if this and what if that and blah, blah, blah. And when I journal, it's usually a page to maybe two pages. And I tend to be more successful in the morning. And when I've got things are going well, when I'm not worried about life or when the business is launched and it's going great or whatever, the journaling tends to fall away. Yeah. Um, I'm just not getting as much out of it. And it just doesn't seem as important. But those, those really... Those times when I really need to dig in in my brain, um, the journaling is a an amazingly effective tool. Yeah, I love that technique. And by the way, the the person I was talking about is Julia Cameron. It's called The Artist's Way is the name of the book. And the thing she calls it is the morning pages. So you write three pages in the morning. But it was that idea to what Scott is talking about is it almost, if you are sitting down with a piece of paper and a pen it's almost like auto writing, right? So, I mean, if you can get it, it's for some reason it sort of overwhelms the second voice in your head and the first voice just sort of comes out with these answers to things. I have certainly witnessed that myself multiple times. So I think the idea of saying, I just want to clear my head of the clutter and I want to, I can begin with, I'm feeling this or I'm worried about that or this is what's on my mind today and just blow it out and write as fast as you can, uh, I think you actually get something out of it. So I like that technique a lot. It's not one that I'm using at the moment because I'm off into another project, but it is one I've certainly used, particularly in moments of high stress. I think it it can always work. And if you wake up in the morning and you're like, your brain is just scattered, just say, grab two pieces of paper and let's fill them up with whatever's on my head. Just whatever I want to talk about, just blah, 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 and spit it out. I've also never been successful trying to journal on the computer. I have started computer journals before and I never get very many days into it. I've always, the times when I've been successful (laughs) staining a journaling practice, it's always been handwriting on pages. Yeah. So I think the thing is, I don't want to be, I don't think we need to be prescriptive for that, but people should experiment for that with that for themselves, right? Because I've done it both ways. And let me tell you, the the benefit I've found of writing in books, and I have tons of journals that I've filled up and I've got them sitting here behind me and there's another box full of them over there. But then these journals I filled up, there is something magic about pulling it up, just pulling a random page open and looking at it and going, oh my God, this is what I was wrestling with on that day or at that time. Because I always write the date at the top, the date and time at the top of the pages. And I kind of look at that and go, all right, this is where I was. And I can, there's some very specific instances where I've pulled them back out. And look, uh, by the way, one of my favorites is I uh, journaled out the beginning of what became Tech After Five. And I have that notebook there. I have the pages in which I originally wrote down the ideas for what this all became and how I built this thing to begin with. So you're talking about doing a business. I mean, I can go point it. I can pull it out. It's in a mole. That one, by the way, is in a moleskin branded notebook, um, but in a particularly kind of notebook. It was like what I was carrying at the time. Most of my whole thing on creating the shared vision and all the 
issues around creating a better partnership and why partnerships fail and how to make them better all in notebooks. Yeah. All in notebooks. Yeah. I think that's very good. And I think that's a thing, by the way. So a different kind of thing, right? The reason to journal is to kind of pull those slots together and then sort of collect them afterwards and say, was well, there a book in this right now? We've right. had that conversation, you know, uh, Lockhart, uh, for example, in his, he did his book, the people problem. He will tell you, you know, he had written down just tons and tons of stuff. He'd made it into blog posts and it was me and him sitting down one day. And I said, I said, Chris, why don't you turn that into a book? I mean, you've got all the material there. Your thoughts are there. It's well-written. Go back and tidy it up if you'd like and make a book out of it. And that's how he came to do that and pulled that out. There are lots of other folks who pulled their notes together and made a book if that's the thing you are trying to do. Um, So, you know, we've talked about, you know, we talked about this morning pages idea, sort of clearing your head moment at the beginning. You know, we have certainly referenced in this environment, us talking before about Marcus Aurelius uh, talking about never end the day without saying, what good did I do today? What could I have done better? You know, writing yourself some notes at the end of the day, right? It's a, a moment to reflect. Um, you know, we were joking here before we got uh, to the call live that when we ask the folks in our mastermind on Friday, what did they do this week? They sometimes seemed lost. I mean, they just seem lost in the moment of what did I do this week? Uh, and the thing is, there's probably lots of ideas and thoughts there that they should, they could have pulled threads on and figure out, well, wait, wait a second. One of the things I like about this, by the way, Penn Jillette, um, I'd read some or heard him do an interview a long time back. He journals every day. He journals in a particular type of notebook where it's a page per day, I think it is. But the whole thing is dated out. So the, the notebook lasts, I think, one year, and then he's got them all referenced out. But as part of his process... He goes back and looks where he was three months ago and a year ago and three years ago or something like that. And that becomes part of his journaling process. And I was loved this note that he gave. And he said, you know, I sit down, and I look sometimes and think, oh, my God, I've been wrestling with the same problem three years in a row. You know, <laughs> what when am I going to do something about that? Right. Uh, so I think there, you know, there are tools like that, which I think are kind of useful if that's the kind of thing you want to do. I just think even in this moment, it is useful to uh, sit down and have a conversation with yourself. And it is useful to get it in a place where you can go back and reflect upon it later when you're ready to do that. Or you think, I mean, but I don't think it's, I'm going to look at what I did yesterday. I don't think that's it. I think it's, you get it down, you write it down, and then you come back and look at, and it might be a month from now, or a couple of months from now, or a year from now. But it's the kind of thing, where was I? What was going on? And I think it can help you just kind of get some clarity now. And it can help you establish the arc of where you are headed if you've done this over some time. Yeah, I've never really done the end of the day journaling. uh, But there was a long period of time where you and I were texting each other at the end of every day with the three wins we had that day. Right. I think you were doing that with several people, not just me. I was just doing it with you, but, um, but we did do that for a long time. We were, what were your, what what were your three wins today? Bam, every day, bam, bam, bam. And we did quite a while. Yeah. And I think there, there is certainly some utility to that. And one of the reasons that again, that was the, the whole concept of that was we can easily lose track of the good that we are doing 
And we we don't even give ourselves credit for it because, you know, every day is a new battle, right? And we just think, oh, my gosh, it's the it's the never-ending phalanx of stuff, right? And yeah. But, you know, if we actually sit down and celebrate wins a little bit, which is a thing I'm pretty bad at myself. Uh, yeah. But if, if you don't stop and do that, you never get to appreciate, oh, my gosh, look at what we have accomplished in this time. And the other utility of that for me was the very idea that just three a day is – good yeah <laughs> right there are people right. who beat themselves up if they don't get 20 things done you know in a day but that they're just setting themselves up for constant disappointment and failure right you know we get, that goes back to the whole to-do list discussion we had where you don't have a to-do list you have a a a a, a, a list of available tasks <laughs> right a database of available a tasks as i think you said yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly i got plenty of that yeah, uh, you know, and it's the idea that, gosh, if you can get three good things done every day, you're killing it. So, uh, you yeah. know, I, I liked I liked that when we did that. It kind of, and it got me in the mindset of at the end of the day, I don't really journal about it, but I do think about it. You know, what three things did I, did I, you know, what did I accomplish today? I did, yeah. I had a good day. I'll, you know, I'll maybe talk to Linda on the phone about it. Say, so, yeah, I had a good day. I, And I think that feeds into something, Scott, that we used to do, which was we would do the gratitude journal piece where there was, you know, what three things you're grateful for. And then we kept noticing that there was a lot of redundancy in that because, you know, similar things that is now evolved into something that we do absolutely daily, which is what was your favorite moment today, which is frequently more than one moment. But there's a sense of I'm creating a life I'm in love with because there's always an answer to what was your favorite moment. And some days the bar is fairly low, you know, and other days it's like, holy cow, this was amazing. But it's a nice way to to end the conversation of the day, which is what was your favorite moment and just kind of bask in that sense of it again. So uh, as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, you know, it would be cool to record or write that down as a future gift to a, a gift to a future self of some of the favorite moments of our lives. Um, which is intriguing, but there is just this warmness about sharing that as a couple, just to say what, you know, what was your big moment of the day or as a family or even with your dog, whatever it might be. My sister does something with her kids at the dinner table and they um, has for years and they call it two roses on a thorn. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you know, the kids share two, two good things that happened to them and one. So it's not like, Oh, we're always supposed to be happy in everything that happens to us. It's right. To be great, right? Yeah. We can recognize that there are difficulties as well, but they that's kind of how they do it. Give us two roses on a thorn from your day. And, yeah, uh, sometimes they, morning coffee is as good as it got, and and that's right. okay. <laughs> right? I mean, there's no, this isn't like every day is a holiday. I totally agree with that, right. yeah. Yeah, and I want to hear about your, I want to hear about the downs as well as the ups. So yeah. but let's let's try to have two ups and a down, and let's let's focus that way, you know. So I've, I've always liked that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like those a lot. Um, you know, there are a number of techniques out there. I think what we're encouraging people to do is to get the benefits of these for themselves. You know, we're, and we are not in this 20 minutes, right? We're not going to, it's not a grand survey course. There's lots of ways to go about doing this. We sure. like the Julia Cameron three pages a day. We like the idea of a gratitude journal. We like the idea of sharing three wins. We like Marcus Aurelius's idea of not ending the day without saying, what good did I do today? And what could I have done better? Right. And, you know, and I, 
I ask every week in our mastermind, one of the questions is, what is your foremost and persistent obstacle? And mostly the reason I ask that is of everybody in the room is I keep track of those over time to see if people have the same obstacle over time, right? So they, I ask, we ask like five questions. I write down two things. I write down their number and I write down their obstacle because I want to see if those are how those change over time, right? So that's kind of my journaling for this group of half a dozen people, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I just want to see what they're working on. Uh, I have um, done the journal workshops as well. I've done this multiple times. This is a much more uh, Ira Progoff. Um, it, it's a much more intense type of journaling. I've taken some of those exercises and we've used similar things again inside of Mastermind. Um, I think there are lots of good techniques in there. Uh, One of the ones that we like a lot, you know, we do the stepping stone exercise. That's kind of a journaling technique of kind of talking about how did you get to where you are today and what comes next. And then there is a uh, one where we kind of go out and consider who are our exemplars. And then we go into a conversation with the exemplar. Another journaling technique that I am in love with. I use this when I am particularly troubled about something. And so the way this technique works is I, uh, I kind of lay out where I am. I've got this problem at the moment. I think about who might my exemplar, who is somebody that I would love to have a conversation with, who might be a fictional character, who might be dead, who might be just simply out of reach for me, right? And then I sit down and have an imaginary conversation with him. And I have some wonderful journal entries where I have sat down and had a conversation, for example, with Mark Twain. And I would talk to him and he would talk back to me. And I know this sounds super weird. And for those of you who are like zero woo in your life, you're going, Phil is nuts. That may be true, but this technique works. Um, but you have to like give yourself permission to kind of get over the, though this feels a little bit weird at the beginning. And you just lay it out and you start. And you go and you ask a question and he answers it. And he asks you, the more important part is he asks you questions and you answer it. And you just write it out as though you're writing a script for a play. So it's name, text, name, text, name, text. And you just go back and love forth. This. It I is remarkable. This. It is a remarkable technique for overcoming troubles and for God to get you to some difficult stuff. You know, I've had my own stuff in my life that, has been, that have been major obstacles for me. And I needed to find a path through them. And this was one of the techniques that I used to find over that obstacle was to say, all right, let's have a conversation with someone who I think knows more about this than me. Now, we can all sit back and go, but Phil, you were both sides of the conversation. Yeah, maybe. I guess I guess I was. But somehow, you know, as Scott pointed out earlier, this opens up a part of your brain when you do this dialogue exercise. This opens up a part of your brain that allows you to have a conversation that you would never have in your own little monkey mind, right? Your own little monkey mind would never get this to happen. It's too much noise and chattering there. You know, I wrote a book that was a story. It's a business book, but it was a story. And that same thing that Scott was talking about happened for me. And I would intentionally write late at night when I was a little more tired because that seems to get my intellectual brain a little bit further from the conversation and just sit there and type. And I was stunned at what the characters in the book were doing. 
And yes, that's me having a conversation with me, but somehow to put a different face on it or a different perspective on it, it, it just took me one step further away from the problem and allowed this. And the problem at the time was how do I write a story that I want to read? And it was amazing how powerful that was. And I would sit back and go, well, now where did that come from? And then isn't that great? again, who cares? I don't care where that came from. It's good advice to our point last time. If it's good advice, I don't care who said it, even if it's all of me. <laughs> Copyright Carol's other self. Exactly. Yeah. When I do the talk to the third party thing, it's usually with Uhtred of Bebenberg, and he's telling me to quit crying and being a baby and grab my sword and get back in the shield wall. <laughs> so it's a very short yeah. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of voices in my head. It's nice. They're, they're very excited to have a place to talk. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, you know, I like the Uhtred one. I was thinking that'd be like talking to uh, the Witcher guy. What's his name? Um, oh, yeah. Because oh. he doesn't talk much either. He just does stuff, right? He's right. A, I mean, he thinks a lot, but he doesn't talk a lot um, in the in the books. I mean, not in the, in the show, it's different. But in the books, he doesn't talk a lot. He just kind of sure. does things. He thinks it through. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, okay. we. I think that we think as a group that you might get some benefit from journaling and that you ought to avail yourself of that when the time is right. Um, we do not want this to be one more load to stick on your back that makes that it heavy, makes your day heavy and makes this hard. We want this to be something that if you practice this a little bit, you might find that it makes carrying the load a little easier. You might find that you're better at this than you um, thought. You might find that you have more things to be grateful for. You might find that you are doing more good things than you knew. Um, and you might find if you particularly if you do the three day pages in the morning or something like that, you might find that you've cleared your head and that you've got higher performance. One of the things I don't think I mentioned earlier, one of these studies, I think it was the Journal of Experimental Psychology said it might even help improve your sleep. Let me tell you, I'm all about that, especially if I could write a story in which the dog slept in its own bed. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to be what happens in my journal entry. Um, so I love this idea. I hope that uh, this is a thing that you, our dear audience, can take uh, avail yourself of. If you are journaling, tell us about it. If um, you're having trouble with it and you need some prompts, uh, tell us, and we might be able to give you a few good prompts. And we've done some here inside of this, but I'd like to I'd like to encourage you to do more. Um, but uh, if this is uh, something you're interested in, talk to us about what's working for you. Uh, let's see. I am here again with my pal Scott Pfeiffer. Scott. Um, what's going on? How do people get a hold of you? Uh, you know, one good prompt is weird bin fuel array discuss. <laughs> that's right. Fate that's, is wholly inexorable. Right. Or as I like to say it, the fates will have their way. Fates will so, have their way. So yeah, yeah that's right. Um, things are going great around here. You can find me at strategybusinessconsulting at gmail.com if you want to drop me a note. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as Scott Pfeiffer. If you want to check out my, uh, my details and uh, I have a website at fscottp.com that my son Henry set up for me. Um, there we go. There's so our call out. There's our call out. Yeah. And awesome. uh, yeah, Claire manages my LinkedIn. Henry did my website, my logo. It's good to have good kids. Yeah. Well, the investment's paying off. Little right. by little, yeah. Little Good. by little. 
<laughs> Good for you. Carol Hamilton, you have something new going on. Why don't I you do. tell people about it? I have a it? podcast called Evolving Diversity. And my whole gig is I talk to people and hear their stories because I think we change hearts and minds when we understand each other better. So that's the focus of it. You can find me at hamiltonthinktank.com or you can also find me at LinkedIn at Carol Hamilton Live. Thank you very much for asking. Awesome. Look forward to listening to that. Thanks. Well, I am here, Filiana with Tech After Five. And of course, you just find me at Tech After Five. My name is all over this thing. And uh, our job is to get you to come celebrate with us and make connections with us and to move your career forward with us if that's a thing we can help you with. Or maybe you're building a tech business and we can help you with that too. We've got all kinds of ideas. You need to talk to Scott and I. If you've got a business, a tech business that you'd like to move forward, take it to the next level. Had some success, but you really want to ramp that thing up. We are launching a brand new mastermind that I think you might get some benefit of. So reach out to me or Scott and just say mastermind in it and we will know what is on your mind because we'd like to help you. So find us at techafter5.com and we will see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.